Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome into Dopio. I'm Dante. I'm Daniel. And welcome into Dopio. Dope. For those of you who are listening for the first time, Dopio is a double shot of espresso to wake you up. Uh, except the speaker, except the espresso is me and my dad, and we're going to uh, wake you up to what's going on uh, around the world and uh, in your life. Uh, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I can't. I can't really complain. Um, so far, the week is off to a fairly decent uh, start. I'll just say I'm cautiously optimistic about the week ahead. How about yourself? <laughs> uh, I uh, I'm all right. I I got some not so good news. Um, yes, or the day before yesterday. Um, so it kind of like tainted my outlook uh, on the next uh, month. So. I'm I'm a little vexed, but um, we're, okay. we're we're gonna get we're gonna get more into that uh, later in the uh, the show uh, because it it, it okay. feeds right into um, our big topic of the day. Um, right. But other than that, uh, we're heading into like a holiday week here in Japan called Golden Week, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, Golden Week is like a collection of holidays. It's um, it's like five holidays that are all celebrated around the same time. So um, the Japanese government usually, uh, well, traditionally, um, gives that entire time off um, so that um, the economy's simulated and people are are happy and um, you have all these uh, all these opportunities to hang out with families and to celebrate and to do all the things that you want to do um, because traditionally, and not just traditionally, but societally. Um, there's not a lot of vacations in Japan, um, so right. Uh, well, well, can you kind of? I mean, without without doing a deep dive, just kind of give us an idea. You said it's it's a bunch of holidays kind of thrown in together. Can you kind of give us a background real quick? Yeah. Or what what is what is Yeah. So the 29th of April is the Emperor. Uh, well, um, Emperor Tenjo Tencho Setsu's birthday. He was the emperor from 1927 to 1948. Um, then the next one is Tenno Tanjobi, which is the next emperor's birthday, which was from 1949 to 1988. Um, the other, the next holiday um, that's celebrated um, along that same time is Greenery Day, uh, Midori no Hi, which uh, it literally means Green Day. Um, that was from 1989 to 2006. Um, but now um, that 29th is called Showa Day, uh, Showa no Hi, and that's been celebrated from 2007 to now. And that's only the 29th. So that day changed its meaning over the years. Um, wow. Now, uh, the next day of Golden Week is May 3rd. That's uh, Constitutional Memorial Day, Kempo uh, Kenebi. Uh, the next holiday is the 4th of May, which is the, it used to be called the Citizens Holiday, but now that is Greenery Day, uh, Minori Nohi. Um, and then the 5th of May um, is Children's Day. Um, it used to be called Boys Day, but uh, 
the modernizing of things. Uh, it's called uh, Children's Children's Day. Kadomo no hi. Yeah, all in. Yeah, yeah. But there's also there's already a Girls' Day, so it's kind of like yo, come on. But it, <laughs> it is it is what it is. Um, but those are right, right. those are the um, four holidays. You couple that with the weekends, and you have a nice little week of fun and adventure, usually. So right. Um, but but, but I, I love that concept. I mean, it's almost like and plus it's like, it would be equivalent to like a national holiday here in America. Absolutely. You know, but but it's like for a whole week. It's, with the weekend attached to it, so yes, that, that would be that, that's kind of great. Get it all out of the way at one time. Yeah, I mean, you know, this, yeah, there's a lot this of magic Christmas, Fourth of July, all packaged into to a week. Exactly, you know, so. exactly. Um, yeah. But each, I mean, there there are a lot of holidays and on the Japanese calendar. Um, for example, um, there's a new uh, every time we have a new emperor, that's a new holiday. Um, like so like wow. one Holloway goes away but one Holloway comes um, so the old emperor's birthday excuse me um, the former emperor's birthday um, was the 21st of December well that holiday okay. left last year we didn't have the 21st of December off this uh, this past year because the new emperor's birthday is uh, February February early February um, so uh, it's it's been uh, interesting just to uh, transition, like because I'm I'm here in a time of transition between emperors, um, which is really interesting. Um, sorry to yeah, it's almost no no. That's, I mean I, I don't know how interested our listeners are, but shit, I'm fascinated by stuff like that. It's like a it's like a floating holiday. Yeah, so yeah. Every couple of decades, it changes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean the era changes, like. Um, like so of course we also use the regular calendar as far as years are concerned but there's an imperial calendar um so my birthday um well i was born in 86 um by normal standards um uh-huh. the imperial um standard is the emperor who reigned or who names that excuse me the emperor didn't name the time but that time period um the era's name plus the year of that era's name so 86 is Showa 61. Right now, there are, sorry, after Showa was Heisei, and then after Heisei was, is the the uh, era we're in now, Reiwa. So we're in Reiwa 2 right now. Reiwa 2, okay. And yours was Heisei 51? Mine was Showa 61. Showa, okay. Right. So, and that's how you would, um, I guess right down your birthday? Yeah, on um, official documents, um, that would be how I write down uh, like my birthday. So it would be picking the era that you were born plus the year. Um, and that's it. Like, that's how people like can tell like how old I am. They're like, oh, like when were you born? I was like, Showa. And they're like, what, really? Really, you were born in Showa? You're not that old. And I'm like, thanks, thanks. Please shut up. That's like me saying, uh, I was born in Civil Rights 69. And they're like, what? Yeah, well, yeah. It's like, please shut, please shut up, please. Right, right. That's pretty cool, though, man. I mean, you know, we're going to have to uh, sprinkle some more episodes 
you know, about the culture and the history over yeah. there. I mean, it's just not for prosperity's sake, just so, you know, um, I don't know, I was thinking about doing a time capsule um, the other day about, you know, just collectively our family putting stuff together, digging a hole, throwing it in the ground. So maybe two, three hundred years from now, you know, someone can uncover it and be like, oh, okay, these are what these people were about. These were the Huskies were about. And, um, you know, so these podcasts are, you know, to me, a way that, you know, we will, our voices, our ideas, our thought process, and our disagreements will live on long after we, we do. Absolutely. So I, I think it would be pretty cool to, you know, to continue to sprinkle some of the uh, culture, uh, the Japanese culture, um, throughout our time as we continue to uh, take this journey. Yeah, and it's interesting, the longer that I'm over here, um, the more I see the parallels between like the different cultures that I've been a part of. Because of course, you know, there's, you know, we're part of black culture um, and the Huskies themselves, we have our own kind of culture. Um, right. And then there's the military culture. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot from the military culture that's in the Japanese culture. So yeah. like it, it would it would interest people to see how much um, there is in common between the different cultures that they may be used to and the Japanese culture for which they maybe think um, is quite different. There are things that are very much similar. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about. But, you know, if we could do, uh, uh, and I know we're brainstorming, we're taking time out of this episode, but <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> Just deal with exactly, it. Exactly. What we do. <laughs> uh, the 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 military culture, uh, which we're both a part of, or have been a part of, um, and the Japanese culture, the similarities that you're talking about, I think it would really interest people, especially um, our veteran family that's listening, um, how what those similarities are, and we can, and then we can better realize that our origin story goes back further than what we really realize. Yeah. Absolutely. And no, like, as much as, like, I like to say, uh, no man lives on an island, but Japan's an island. Um, mm-hmm. No culture um, is an island anymore. Um, and you, it's it's present in our language. Like, in the English language, there are a number of different languages. Um, if, you, oh, yeah. if you open the dictionary, no, there's not a page in the dictionary that's purely one language of English. English has taken German and French and Spanish and uh, Japanese Latin. and Chinese and Latin. Yeah. So they've taken all these languages and they've amalgamated it into English. Well, the Japanese language has changed over time too. So, and again, I can, I can go on and on and on and on and on. But mm-hmm. um, all this to say, we will have a dedicated episode for all of this. Uh, <laughs> right. So, we'll just we'll about to eat this whole episode. Which yeah. is, <laughs> You know, and that's cool. That's, you know, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open to whatever. So yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll hopefully you'll be over here. Uh, right for the end of the year. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Uh, you know, if uh, we can seem to get our, our collective shit straight. Um, <laughs> yeah. In, in regards to moving forward, you know, but um, I'll let you go ahead and lead, lead us into that. And yeah, so like, and, and that's that's really what what we're talking about today is like um, moving forward and getting getting shit straight just to 
review um, like what we must get straight. Um, you know, we have two different countries. Um, so of course I, I live in Japan and uh, my dad lives in America. Um, I, we're both American, uh, but um, you know, both of our, both of our countries are trying to figure out how it transitions back into normal life. Um, and some of that's premature as uh, can as as many places are finding out um, and uh, some of it's very much um, in the like going slow and steady um, and mostly that's Japan um, but there are still cases of COVID um, and it's still taking people's lives um, I think the contraction uh, the total number of people who have contracted COVID in America just surpassed 1 million uh, that's yeah. the most in the world period uh, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, we allegedly. yeah we don't know what's going on in China we don't know what's going on in Russia um, and we don't know what's truly going on in North Korea and Iran um, definitely North Korea and more on that later um, yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah it's very so we don't we don't know what's going on um, in those countries, but we do know that America has that steady drum beat up to a million. Um, Japan is having different numbers every week, not as big of numbers, but it's enough to give the country pause. So everyone's trying to figure out how do we go back to normal. Uh, and I guess the first question really is, do you think it's possible? It, it, I'm gonna put it like this, and we put it in this type of analogy. Have you ever dated? You know, I know both of us are. You're getting ready to be married, and I've I've been married for the better part of my adult life. Um, but have you ever dated a girl? I went out with a girl, and things just didn't go right. And then you tried to go back and and you know pick up where y'all left off. It doesn't work. Nah. It, do, it doesn't work. I mean, you can never, there's a saying that you can never go home again. And yeah. um, I used to disagree with that, you know, in my youth. I was like, I can always go home. Yeah, but when you get there, it's not going to be the same. Because exactly. we, grow, we grow through our experiences. And some of those experiences are joyful and, and, and inviting and welcoming. And some of those experiences are painful you know heartache hardship so yeah. i don't think i don't think we could ever go back you know i don't think that there's ever been a time in in correct me if i'm wrong in history that a country or a civilization has gone through a crisis and was ever to pick up where they left off uh, vis-a-vis that that at, at crisis before that crisis no, um never never actually <laughs> right <laughs> So, and I, and I know, you know, being here in America, um, we uh, we are a special group of people, and I don't and I, and I don't necessarily mean special like you know uh, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Are, yeah, you know, we're not that um, at frosty with pop topping on the top of a cupcake. We're more like special, like the wrapper you kind of dis- discard that yeah. the cupcakes wrap sometimes. Yeah. And um, we, we uh, you know, our, our ego, our pride, our um, selfishness, 
if uh, if I might say, will prevent us from ever going back. In fact, I think that um, what's been done is, is, is lightweight, irreversible. And um, there's going to be a hard road ahead. And some people just don't see it that way. But um, I pride myself on being a realist. And a, um, I'm not going to lie to you, and I sure as hell ain't going to lie to myself. So, I mean, it's what I, it's what I see. Um, I think it is one of those rare occasions where we're in complete agreement. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because everyone, like, I, I know my, my siblings happen to think that, oh, I'm always on your side. It just so happens that you're pretty smart and they do dumb stuff. Um, but, like, in this particular case, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I don't see through any trauma and I can speak to this from military, I can speak to this from just living. Every trauma changes you, like no matter what. Uh, indubitably, you will be changed. And I think through every trauma, you have a decision to make. Whether or not that change will catalyze you to become something greater, something better, or will Will that change be something that's radioactive and begins to break down um, the DNA that holds you together? That made you you. That made you you. It's exactly why I use that DNA reference. So Mm -hmm. in this particular case, we have a global event, a global trauma that could perhaps change everything for the better. Now, people are like, how? How could all this death change things for the better? Well, quite simply, we now know that no matter how isolated you want to be, you're connected. And nothing you can do, no wall, no border, no ocean, no flight, can prevent you from being connected to somebody else. Like, no matter how much people want to say, like, oh, this virus is Chinese. No, 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 no. This virus is all of ours now. No matter where it came from, like, it is, it is who it infects. So it's not Chinese if it's affecting black people disproportionately. Now, now it's a black disease. Right. It's not, it's not an American disease if it's affecting Italians like to the effect to the Spanish to the effect that it's if it's affecting all of those people it's ours right. so that's the, the first thing I think that it, it, it could possibly change is the realization that no matter how much we want to be isolated we are connected and we must move forward connected now that scares people um, and we'll get yeah. into that later but, yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, I, I would also I was I was close to biting on that, but I want you to finish wh- wh- where you headed at. Yeah, this. and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do just one more, and then we can we can backtrack to the one you wanted to bite on. The second uh-huh. way that it could change us um, is negatively, um, and the way it can negatively change us is that we move forward in fear. And I I purposely said move forward in fear because people are like, oh, we want to go back. You can't go back. You can't undo a concussion. I can speak from experience. I had, I've had a few. 
Mm-hmm. Concussed is concussed, and there's no unconcussed. No. <laughs> so you just move forward, and you try to recover. Like, but if you move forward with fear, always tra- always looking backwards at the trauma, and oh, this happened because because because, and I don't want to do that again because because because. It's gonna lead inevitably to failure. You'll think at first, oh, we're so prepared because we were afraid and we use that fear to prepare us. <laughs> fear has never prepared someone to get hit in the face again. Nope. Fear just makes you flinch before you get hit. Like, so you flinch, oh, I got you. Boom, and I'm gonna hit you harder. Like, you ever seen a fight where the fighter yeah. is scared? Like, yeah. where he already got hit once, and now he's shook. He's shook. Yeah. That's, 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 what, that's what fear, that's the power of fear, right there. Yeah. It, it, it can become a paralyzing agent. Yep. So those are the two things I, I like, I'll leave with. The good, the good way that things can get better, and the bad way, way that things get better, we can, become to get, we can come together, or we can begin to live out of fear. Okay. And I'm saying both. Yeah, yeah. And I just to pick up where you, I mean, you, I, I was taking notes, but you, uh, the trauma changes you, is what what I was wanting to fight on, but it leads right into um, changes you have, you know, for the bad or the worse, you know. Um, and I always like to pull from my uh, own history, but when I was a kid. I was probably about maybe five, six years old. Yeah, around six, around six years old. We had this um, little wax centerpiece, um, plastic flower centerpiece on the kitchen table. And um, I was going through my firebug stage where I would like strike matches and stuff like that. And, and then, in, yeah. you know, inadvertently get my ass whooped every time I got caught. But in there. But the fear of it, of that ass whipping, wasn't enough to keep me from striking a match. So I, um, I remember one night, one evening, I was sitting at the kitchen table. I stood up in the chair, leaned across the table, struck a match, and held it to one of the plastic leaves on the um, on the plant on the plant, and it melted and it dropped right on my pinky finger, and. At that point in my life, I had never felt or experienced any pain like that. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> as I'm talking right now, I'm looking at the scar on my pinky finger that has been with me for the past 45, 44 years. You know, and, um, but that scar, that trauma, it changed me. It did what those weapons couldn't do. I stopped fucking car <laughs> after that point. <laughs> <laughs> For years, there would be people barbecuing and grill. I wouldn't go nowhere near the grill. My father would say, hey, come over here and turn me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know? But that's what trauma, that's the change that trauma does. Now, the fear part of it, you know, it, it kept me, it, it, I want to say it was a healthy fear. You know, it kept me from, from going further into possibly setting the house on fire, you know, killing my parents, my little brother, you know, setting myself on. I mean, it could have it went way north. 
but that fear, it was a healthy fear. It made me aware. And, uh, and over time, it taught me to respect, you know, fire. We find yeah. ourselves in a similar situation. You know, this, uh, the pandemic has been traumatizing to a many, to many people, you know, and, um, for many different reasons. Um, the fear going forward could be a healthy fear, you know, if we don't allow it to become a paralyzing agent allow us to everything we do we respond in fear learn to respect what happened and put in place safeguards to prevent you know when you use the boxing analogy which was awesome you know you get hit in the face though um real hard and um you'll learn from that you may be afraid to get hit again so you might learn to block the punch you know you may you may be better prepared next time and hopefully that's what we're doing. But that's, no, rephrase that. Hopefully that's what will be done. But I'm not really optimistic under um, the current regime. And from what I'm seeing here in America, we are, and I know I, I say this a lot and I've said it a lot on a couple of other shows, we are more divided as a people. And I don't mean black and white. I just mean as a people than, we've, than I've ever seen in my lifetime. You know, uh, I was just at Walmart today and uh, you see people walking around with masks and gloves. You see some people don't. You see social distancing in some areas and in some areas don't. You don't. You have a group of people here in America who is rushing to reopen the country. And then you have in some saying, let's proceed with caution. You know, and to me, it's always about the underlying motive. You know, what, what, what is your motive for wanting to do this? Shouldn't it be better to proceed with caution? You know, shouldn't it be better to yeah. kind of take back from the grill, you know, it, you know, so you don't want to give her? I mean, there's nothing wrong with being afraid. It's how you face that fear and go forward with it. You know, there's a saying that my mother used to tell me whenever I got hurt, be it uh, 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 when I was younger, a girlfriend breaking my heart, I me not making um, the starting, you know, um, the, the, one of the starters on the team or something like that, she would tell me, mourn for a minute, then move on. You know, feel that pain, but and, and but at the end of it, use it to uh, prepare you forward so you don't repeat the mistakes of yesterday. And, yep. you know, when you said that, um, when you said that w- the, the better part of this, you know, the good that comes from this, is that we see ourselves as similar, that we are together regardless of what barriers we perceive to be between us. That is how we, we should proceed forward. You know, we should be so afraid that by isolating ourselves and thinking that we are different and better than any other group of people on this planet, you know, the fear of that should want us to move closer together. You know, because what affects you in Japan affects me here in America. You know, what I have a friend that I, I was stationed in Germany with, he lives in Nebraska. You know, what affects him in Nebraska affects me here. You know, and, and yeah. when we when we get it, when we grasp that better, you know, we'll, we'll be better. But I'm going to be truthful. <laughs> I'm not optimistic um, about it in the sense of what I'm seeing just around me, you know, um, people's underlying motive 
for wanting to hurry up and open up this country, to me, is greed-based. You know, whenever you lead a conversation off with uh, the economic ramifications for this um, social distancing to continue will hurt us for decades to come. When you lead with the word economical and not human or our community, it makes me very skeptical of your motives and your intentions. Yeah, and I can I can I jump in on that point? So, like the and that that is the the big thing Um, that is the big divider um, between people and their governments. Um, And it's funny because people think no, like I'm pro business. Like I always think about business. Do you though? Like you don't when your family comes becomes involved. Everyone's about the economy. Everyone's about economics until family dynamics start being affected. So I think that one thing that that government does a good job of, um, and when I say good job, I mean it's kind of evil, is how they make you think of money before they think make you think of morality. Um, so you have Georgia just reopened uh, in America and 200 cases just now, just came across the radar. 200 new cases. Off the bat. Bang, bang, boom. Just like just like that. And who are the people who are going to be most affected? The people that were out there clamoring for it to be reopened. They went out. They protested. They got it open. It came open. They got sick. Boom. Immediate consequences to Russia. Immediate consequences to being self-centered. And this is this is what I mean. You cannot go back. You have to go forward you have to use what you know now to make practical and and publicly healthy decisions so earlier i said i was a little bit uh frustrated because something happened Mm -hmm. well what happened was the schools that i work that i work for um the school district that i work for uh they said hey we are keeping the schools closed until may 31st now, for those of you who aren't keeping track, I haven't been in the classroom since February 28th. Now, teachers teach. <laughs> and when teacher ain't teaching, teacher's getting frustrated. Like, I haven't been in the classroom in front of my students since February 28th. It's about to be May. And it'll, it'll still be another month before I'm in front of my students. March april may gone like now i could yell and scream about wanting to go back about we need to just reopen these schools the kids will be fine blah 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 blah. there's three reasons why that work won't work one i'm nobody (laughs) two (laughs) like i i'm being selfish right and three we bring those kids back and they get sick, they die. The onus is on all of us. Yeah. Like we have to make decisions. We have to adhere to decisions and show our our support of those um, those policies for the betterment of our future. And I don't mean just personally our future. I mean our generational future. And I've always been on this podcast talking about 
taking care of the next generation and complaining about the previous generation, how hypocritical would I be to be so selfish as to say, I want to go back to work, make those kids sit in that desk so I can do my job. Selfish. Yeah. The same kind of selfishness that you see right now with the, well, I want to get my hair cut. I want to go to restaurants. You need to go to your stores so I can do what I want. Right. Like, that's some selfish stuff, man. It's super selfish. Yeah, yeah. 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 I shaved my head. I'm not going to get to the barbershop anytime. So let me just go ahead and cut it all off. You know, why... uh, that's crazy, and and I dig what you're saying about the the next generation, those kids. They need to be protected at all costs. Yeah, and so like I, you know, I I'm, it, I, of course, this is my field of of interest, or rather, my field of occupation. My field of interest is politics, um, but to take it to my field of interest, like politics, how this is working, and you're seeing these pe- places open back up, or trying to at least and going back to our theme of how we're moving forward they're doing this the wrong way yep. they're make like there are a lot of people making decisions based on political party or ep- economic um economic reasons like the, this is a bad idea and what will happen is a secondary surge and this happened in the the flu of 1918 like for those historians out there or for those of you who aren't historians uh, it's it, it was commonly called the Spanish flu I'll just call it the flu of 1918 there was an initial impact and it hurt like it hurt hurt the secondary impact cost 5 million lives they tried to reopen boom 5 million now if they, I know you're thinking, well, the world has billions and billions of people, and you would be a heartless person to say that, but let's go on that factor. The, the world has millions and millions, uh, billions and billions of people. Um, okay. Well, let's take that number, 5 million, at that time. Well, like, so 5 million in 1918 hits harder than 5 million hits now. Yeah. Now, that, that's not to say that 5 million isn't a lot. 5 million is half of Tokyo. So half of a city, boom, gone. Now, that wasn't as globalized as we are now. Now think about how globalized we are now. We have planes full of people filling the sky. Crazy. If everyone opens back up and we aren't ready we are asking for devastation. Well, I'm I just can't. I can't abide by it. I, and I and I feel you. I mean, and I'm I'm in complete agreement with everything you're saying. But I'm gonna take the liberty to play devil's advocate. And uh, and and then uh, I'll say this. So when, so what are we supposed to do? Just sit at home and twiddle our thumbs and wait for the government? to issue another stimulus check that's not going to take care of everything. What are we supposed to do? You know, uh, and I, like, again, I can't stress enough that I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't believe this shit yeah. that I'm playing right now. But I'm, yeah. this, <laughs> what, this is what the naysayers and the uh, the idiots out there with masks are protesting to go back to work. You know, um, 
you know, you got a mask on, but yet you're touching signs, you're running up on reporting, all kind of crazy shit. So what do we say to those idiots when they say, well, what are we supposed to do? Let's get back to work. Let's get back to earning, you know, a living for our families and, and uh, yeah. America great again. <laughs> well, see, my, yeah, <laughs> my, my first thing is, and I'm going to kind of correct you a little bit. I don't think they're idiots. Okay. I think that I think that they see a system that doesn't support them and they have been taught that rugged individualism that MLK was was warning us about. So he said socialism for the rich and the corporate, but rugged individualism for the middle class and the poor. They've been so indoctrinated in the rugged individualism that now they think it's the only way they can live. They can't depend on the government for anything because the government never gave them anything. They only gave corporations things. So this is a direct response to years of um, of attrition of the public trust. So that's, that's about. Yeah, so I want to start there, like, and just say that, like, I I understand why they feel the way they feel. I understand what they feel. They don't want to be home. I'm at home. I get it. <laughs> I yeah. get it more more than anyone. I hate it. Yeah. Before you, before you go on, I want to clarify why I call them idiots, and yeah. because I, and my, my 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 train of thought is this way. All right. So you let's say you get to go back to work. But yet, you have a large percentage, if not half of the country, who doesn't want to go back, who's afraid yeah. to go sit down in a restaurant, who's afraid, uh, uh, who has concerns and don't want to participate and go to the casinos and to the beaches and to the hair salons and so on and so forth. Now yeah. you're back at work, you've opened your doors, you've made a commitment that you can't follow through on. You know, and now that you're you, you, you reopened and you're reengaged in society, that business is gonna have to let you go because they're not making enough and they're not getting enough business. If we bada bing bada boom. If, that's where I say idiot. Because if you're yeah. not, you are still thinking and you just said it. Valid that's why I said valid point. Um, you're thinking like an individual. You're not moving like a pack. You're moving like an and we know unless you're that powerful lone wolf, usually if you don't move with the pack, you get devoured. Yeah. You know, so that's why when I look at them and then I look at the rest of America who's, who's who wants to proceed with caution, you know, uh, who wants to book in um, going back with caution on both sides. Then I see these people trying to uh, force the hand. Then I see these governors placating to these people, thinking about they're going to be able to thump their chest in November. Look what we did. We opened back up the economy. We saved Georgia. You know, we saved. Yeah. You know, I, I, I say idiot because you're not seeing the whole picture. You're just seeing what's yeah. You know, so. And, go ahead. And you, you said something that reminded me of a quote uh, that's always been in my head. And I always think of it as like a kind of family thing. And it's when the snows fall and the wind blows, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. That's right. And and when I say like the snows fall, this is the snow. Mm -hmm. The pandemic is the snow. Mm -hmm. Like, and the winds blow. That's the politicians telling you you have to go back. 
that you have to go back to work because you know there's no money there's no money we can't what are you going to do you're going to you can't eat the wind blows and if you're one of those solitary people that goes out there and thinks only for yourself you will die but all everyone else who stuck together those people will survive yeah so and and moving from that point so you said what do we do we can't just sit at home you're right something must be done and and here's the thing everyone everyone must stay home must but at the same time the government must must acknowledge the necessity to support people staying at home now i get it like people are worried about the economy yo i'm going to be real with you the economy is a construct yeah based upon like education pontification yeah yeah <laughs> pontification of what could happen speculation of what will happen and the liquidity of those actions the economy exists purely in the interest of the rich yeah because the economy doesn't affect main street yeah. the, the the economy affects wall street like yeah it'll affect main street in the grocery stores but we didn't have to worry about a global economy like up until maybe 120 years ago right so if we didn't have to worry about an economy up to 120 years ago what does that tell you somehow we were able to trade goods and services without the necessity of wall street So and when I say goods and services I mean grocery stores things like that goods services like oh cleaning things like that like service industry jobs right. like restaurants things like that restaurants existed in the 1800s <laughs> like restaurants or grocery stores existed in the markets existed in the 1800s yeah it's not a novel so new exactly exactly so we can have a marketplace without focusing so much on that e word Now I know a bunch of my friends are going to be mad about this because they're economists. <laughs> They went to school for economics. But you need to focus on life. Yeah. Like we and so the government has to take a second and say, "Hey, you know what? The economy's going to be there. We can figure that out. We're the richest country in the world. We're the richest we're right now the world is as rich as it's ever been in the history of humanity. We will all as a global entity be fine. We need to pay for people to stay at home." Mm-hmm. Period. point blank end of story. Yeah. Now, that that's a 3 month thing. 3 solid months. Everybody stay at home, right? Cuz right now we can't say that that's even happening. Mm-hmm. After that, then we reopen. Now, understanding that there will be checkpoints at major places for temperature checks. Mhm. So we do temperature checks at your doctor's offices, we do temperature checks at the grocery store, walking in. There are little scanning guns thing. You just scan someone's forehead, boom, you got a fever, get out. Right. Easy. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to so, take a step further. Get out and go and then and I know this is going to sound real science fictiony, but get out and you're going to have to report to the nearest clinic. You know, let them take your name and information and report you to the nearest clinic. 
you know, so you can. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, and and I know, like, I know what you're talking about, like the science fiction, like, oh god, Big Brother, mm-hmm. yo, like, <laughs> Big Brother's here, like, yeah. the internet is Big Brother. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, that cancel culture, that's Big Brother. Right. Like, so like people can people can dispense uh, with the whole, oh my god, the police state. So, what like just just like that, just like you said, scan it. Like, okay, you got to go to the hospital, man. Yeah. Like, let's like we're calling the we're calling the ambulance now. We're gonna get you the help you need. Yeah. And, but that requires the government taking care of the people. Exactly. And it, it's always boggled me, man. And and I don't know. I I I uh. Oh, it seems to me that why wouldn't you invest in the people? Why wouldn't you invest? You said you said um, choose life. Why not um, choose life? Why not think about the people more so than the court? I mean, they said that uh, I overheard today. I didn't get a chance to do a deep dive. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers received a four point four million dollar check for small because they qualified as a small business per the fine print. I heard it on a video first on Instagram. Then I, you're right. You're right. And then you're I right. then I went and looked at uh, checked my Google News feed, and there it was right there in USA Today. And, but they returned the check. But then the secretary, I forgot his name, secretary treasurer, uh, name gives with an N M. Um, oh, Minuchin. Minuchin. Yeah, he has. I just want a punchable face. I just want to say Munchin for some reason. But um, yeah. he says he's uh, frustrated and angered that the Lakers would take the check. Why are you- You let them. Right. Oh, why would you, why, why would you be frustrated when you fine printed that shit to where they be yeah. So, so what we all have, the score is two to one. Um, big businesses, two stimuluses, the people won. The big businesses, yeah. big billion, million dollar stimulus people $1,200. Come on, man. Yeah. See, yeah, see how, see how they do you? Yeah, see how they do you? Man, you know, my mama used to say, maybe you can grow up and be an astronaut, you can be a doctor, lawyer, you can be president, but don't be ridiculous. Don't grow up and be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you can be anything, but don't be ridiculous. And and, and his frustration struck me in a way where like I said, these motherfuckers, but they, they, uh, they all in on they bullshit. You know, they really believe. Yeah. I mean, they didn't drink their own Kool-Aid and mix it another batch for another sip. And it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. Why not invest in the people? You know, I've seen that. Well, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're, I, I know you're asking rhetorically, but I have an answer for that question. Go right ahead. But I'll let you. I'll let you give your one more your your example. One more example. I, I've seen uh, one of some, some of the Democrats are uh, proposing a uh, two thousand dollar a month um, for the next ninety days um, stimulus. Four thousand for mm-hmm. for dual family dual occupant households, um, and the same five hundred per child. I think. Yep. I think that's. I think that would help. I think that's a good idea. You know, if you can give Walmart and, and Carnival Cruise and and, and uh, all these other big bits, Ruth Chris, all these other companies, billions, why can't you give the people? Because as my son just stated, 
you know, the economy is a construct. You know, you can do whatever it is you want to do, but you choose not to, all because you have special interests, interests, excuse me, that um, that are more beneficial to a small percentage of the people. While you'll disregard and overlook and look at the rest of the people as collateral damage. And to me, that is a high crime, punishable. Yeah. You know, by the worst kind of death, if you ask me. And I don't, Absolutely. I don't mean to go dark. Absolutely. But I just, it's just, no. it's just how I feel. Let me tell you why that's not dark. And I'll answer both questions at the same time. I'll, I'll tell you why that's not dark and answer questions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, as to, um, why don't they uh why don't they care about the people why don't they take care of the people they need for the people to need they need for the people to be desperate like they need for people to die yeah that's why i think it's perfectly fine for them to to be sentenced to the worst kind of death for wanting to feel this way why because and this is the the basics the the most basic human aspect to economics everything is based on needs so how can i get you to do what i want if i don't have anything that you need you can't i don't give a shit what you say i got everything i need that's why there's actually a law in the military um, it's a small law. No one actually know. Like, no people have seen it, and it's been implemented in, in sparing ways, but not many people know about it. And the law is this: if you win the lottery, or if you're offered enough money by someone, or you're in you inherit enough money, yeah. they have to kick you out of the yeah, military. Yeah. Why? Because you. The reason why. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I, I was, I'm, I'm stabbing. I remember that law. I remember hearing about it, but I'm speculating on why. Because you have too much power, you won't have to. You won't have to. You feel as though you're empowered by that that uh, large amount of money, and you won't have to. close. Okay, super close. What you got? It's because if if I have that much money, what incentive do I have to follow good order and discipline? Yeah. Yeah. None. <laughs> so. The, the economy, the the government works on the same way. Like you do because you need. You buy because you need. You die because you need. So the government isn't doing anything because it's trying to find the perfect spot where it could give you just enough to live, but not enough to thrive so that you still need. Simple. You know, it's horrible. It, I don't know why. I don't know why this came to my mind, but um, my uncle, your uncle, um, he's a retired Secret Service agent, and uh, one of the first Black Secret Service agents to serve on a presidential detail, uh, the first Bush, well, right after uh, Reagan was shot. Um, and I remember him saying something, and then I heard it in the movie that I served at the pleasure or the leisure of the president and mm-hmm. for some reason that that phrase has always bothered me you know um but i think it, it it's fitting right here 
because people serve at the uh, for the leisure or the pleasure of the economy and those who control it. You know, if um, if you know, like you were saying about the need, if there is a need, people will do whatever it, it is necessary in order to fulfill that need. The whole um, system of supply and demand, you know, um, is based off a of need, like you said. You know, and it's it's scary to some degree to think where this thing could go if we don't come together and we allow fear to continue to govern us, you know, or to take over our um, logical and moral way of doing things. It could lead us down a very dark road in which there will be no possibility of, of moral return. You know, because if I, yeah. if I see that you have something that I need, let that wall of morality come down and that need become so great, you know, that your life no that, that your life no longer matters. Only thing that there only is. thing that matters is my need. You know. Boom. And that's and that's where we get to the next point. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about uh, we talked about needs and how like the needs is what drives everyone to do everything is what drives the government to give you just enough to survive but not enough to thrive so but they have to make sure that they don't they don't shortchange people not only of the money but of their rights to, to feel like they control things so what do I mean by that and those of you out there probably already know like the illusion of choice mm-hmm. Like, is what keeps people sane. Right. If I told you that you have a choice between pizza and cheeseburgers, how do you feel about that? Pretty good. Like, I like pizza. Like, uh, like cheeseburgers. Not a bad choice. Now, when I give you those two choices, I tell you nothing about the underlying costs of eating either of those, which is they're both terrible for you, and eating both cheeseburgers and pizza like inevitably is going to kill you by cholesterol or some other right. Like, but that illusion of choice makes you feel good and you don't think about the underlying like health benefits or health costs to doing what you're doing but if I told you, you have the option between having this cheeseburger or having this um, this chicken salad made with uh, fresh produce and uh, the all the nutrition facts are laid out that right there with the meal. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you would probably still choose a cheeseburger. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I imagine cheese. I love cheeseburgers. Right. But many of you will will now say, you know what? I'm not gonna have a cheeseburger. I'm gonna have the salad because I can see the nutrition facts right here. When given the when given a good choice. People usually make the good choice. Yeah, but 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 when given the choice between two evils, it's not really a choice. Evil is evil. Evil is evil. No matter how so, you it. so how people like and now how is that related to now? Like, because you're you're probably wondering why does he do all these extended metaphors? Here we go. We're back at we're back at the decision at hand. People are having to make the decision between staying home and waiting for the government to give them money, or Go out and protest and you let back at work. Those are two evil decisions. They know the government's not going to help them. Right. The government has shown like that it's not going to help. Yeah. 
that's evil. They go out and they protest going back to work. They're endangering everyone in the public. They're endangering themselves. Also evil. The government is not giving people a healthy decision. The decision that they're giving you is based on needs. Like, and the government has its own needs. The government needs to control you. So to control you, it needs to give you decisions to make. I'll be them. I'll be it bad decisions. Um, and it, it sucks. Um, and like we've talked purely, like purely abstractly about America, um, but I'm going to use Japan as an alternative example. And I seem to be doing this a lot. I'm not saying Japan is doing this great. They're not doing it great, but there's some. They're doing things better. Hey, and, and sometimes better is a lot better <laughs> than what the other yeah. alternative is. You know. So. Go yeah. Ahead. So. Uh, right now, like, so there's an unemployment program uh, or unemployment scheme uh, in uh, Japan that pays 60% of whatever you're losing because of um, the crisis. Mm-hmm. Also, they're doing a stimulus um, payment as well to everyone, regardless of your age, um, your location, uh, your location of origin, <laughs> you're getting money. Um, and they're not doing this to take care of you. The, pen, the the unemployment scheme will take care of that. And they're not doing this to take care of a business. There's a business scheme for the business people. This is purely for people to feel comfort. To, stim, to stimulate their own personal economy. Mm-hmm. Now, why is this a good alternative to, let's say, a two th- like a one-time $1,200 stimulus? That one-time $1,200 stimulus doesn't make you feel anything. Some people are still on unemployment. Uh, they get that twelve hundred dollars stimulus, and it doesn't help anyone right. because of where they, the local economy of where they live, it doesn't, it doesn't help them. They're given a flat rate number of, uh, of amount of money, and that's it. So not only is Japan doing this, but it's incentivizing businesses like to stay close too by supporting them economically. Right. So and it's there's no cap. So in America, you said you said the Lakers like they got this money, and why is it a big deal? The Lakers got the money because the plan ran out of money. Right. That's why it's a big deal. Right. No one would, yeah, no one would care that the Lakers got money for the small business program, even though they're not a small business. The small business program. Uh, and let me go back. The Lakers is a small business, not but not because of the amount of money they make about people they employ like so like there's an entire government thing about how they're a small business don't let the government fool you they know exactly how the Lakers are a small business they're lying to you Mnuchin needs to get punched in the face but back to like but back to what I was saying the reason why there's such a big deal they ran out of money so people were like hey who got this money oh well Shake Shack got money oh Lakers got money like like yo they're not small they make this much money and because they put a cap on it, the real small businesses can't get any. Nah. So if they eliminate the cap, if they eliminate the cap, it'll be all good. The businesses are fine because if they eliminate the cap, the businesses can still pay their people on payroll. So the people that are staying home, the businesses can still pay them without them having to be open and and endangering the public. But you know what? I, I, I agree with you 101%. 
but I think they don't want the, the small businesses to survive. I don't think that they want them to uh, to uh, to make it in in the sense. I think it's all big big corporation uh, orchestrated. You know, um, earlier when I, when I mentioned the term uh, collateral damage, you know, our sacrificial lamb. You know, I think that's what what I, I think that's and this is my conspiracy theory thing. I think that's about what's going on right now. You know, some of these small businesses are being sacrificed, you know, at the altar of greed and uh, selfishness. So some of these larger corporate corporations can continue to thrive and thrive even more once, you know, if and when the economy ever opens up, you know, um, and it's sad and it's, it's disgusting, you know, and that's a word I don't even use too often, but it's, it's true. Disgusting. Yeah. To, to witness what's being taking place, you know, and but I, I don't want to cut you off because you was you was talking about Japan. Yeah, um, so um, and then we're talking about how to go forward, and Japan's Japan's being progressive in their continued assessment of the process, and they're being very open about that. Now, Abe isn't well loved <laughs> for many reasons. He's the prime minister. For those of you who don't know, uh, uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Um, but um, him and the and Tokyo's governor, she's you know she's a beast. Um, I like her because she's honest. Like she, I'll give her that. She's she is straightforward. Um, much like uh, New York's um, governor, or yeah, Governor uh, Cuomo. Yeah, just like him, Sh- direct, <laughs> direct, direct. So what they've been doing is every like every other day they've been reassessing okay what's going on what are our numbers looking like and then they're talking to the public about the num like with scientists with the numbers and they're making progressive assessments on what they can do they're not talking unnecessarily they're not talking about narratives they're not talking about politics they're talking specifically about here's the problem here's how it's advancing here's what we're doing to stop it Here's what we can do going forward. Here's how we're going to support you. Just like that. And why is this a good policy in and of itself, just the way they're talking? Because in times of crisis, in in times, like I can even speak, in times of war, in times of battle, you need abrupt, like, information, or you need not just abrupt information, but you need it to be... uh, speedy, effective, uh, and to the point. So if I give the people the information they need, concise, to the point, and then I tell them how we're going to move forward out, like with each set of information, uh, each new set of information, the, the public does not lose faith. They stay at home. Like, remember I said something about the attrition of the public, uh, public confidence? Yeah. Oh, sorry. The uh, the the attrition of uh, public trust. This supports the public trust. Largely speaking, Japanese people, the population, while they may not agree with how the society is set up in a lot of ways, there's not a distrust of their government. Hmm. Can America say that? No. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean. I mean, just think about this. Like, we have songs saying "fuck the yeah. police," 
we have a song saying fuck Donald yeah. Trump. Like, we, like it, these things are fairly, uh, I don't know, normal <laughs> in, in America yeah. to hate our system and to hate the people. We have comedians. Make a, That's not We have normal. comedians to make a living off of mocking the president. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's the state of the culture here. You know, and yeah, but America did it to itself. The American government did it to itself. You know, um, mm-hmm. well, Americans, Americans, yeah, yeah, we, like, like, I, I, I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to own our, we have to own our bit too, because you teach people how to teach you. I mean, you you teach people how to treat you. You know, and and we have uh, we've allowed ourselves. We've allowed the government to continue to treat us in a fashion in which we refuse, for whatever crazy ass reason, to stand up and revolt and fight. You know, and uh, we'll fight for the government before we fight against it. You know, we may make rap songs. We may, you know, we'll send Ice Cube and you know, and and uh, Dave Chappelle and and Trevor Noah, and we'll send all those guys to make mockery of what what's going on. But uh, you know, we would we won't we won't pick up anything and fight for ourselves in that regard against the government. And that uh, and I know that sounds um, you know, anarchy and uh, revolutionary and things of that nature. But you know, we started off talking about uh, trauma changes you. You know, sometimes there's a necessary trauma needed in order to invoke change to go forward. And that's what revolution does. You know, I'll be looking for the little black helicopters flying over my house tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> the black SUV. Get out. Get and out. I'll be looking for the black SUV and the carpet company van down the street. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm too old to, to bite my tongue and, and, and it is what it is. You know, but see, even that's a trope. See that you complained about your government, you said what they're doing wrong and why they need to change it, and now you have to be afraid that the FBI is going to pull up. <laughs> yeah. That's an American novelty. <laughs> well, Russia, Soviet Russia, yeah. and China too, but that's a police state mm-hmm. novelty. Yeah. Yeah. So just it's just funny. It's funny that you mentioned it because it's just like it's perfect. It fits perfectly into the narrative. <laughs> like why are we this way like it it kills me all the time I think this why are we this way like I watch I see things on Facebook I see things on Twitter uh, like uh, and I'm like yo why are we like this like it could be so easy it could be so easy and I could only think that people are asleep is it is it is it asleep, or is there an underlying current of fear? You know, and and I don't mean afraid of of the reprise that, that may come from that action, but from breaking away from what's always been done. You know, uh, change. change well, yeah. You know, fear yeah. of change. That's what I'm trying to get to. Fear of change. Could it could it just yeah. be that people are afraid to change? You know, and that they absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's that old saying, ignorance is bliss, you know, and, and willful ignorance is stupidity, you know, uh, 
You know, I mean, people don't want to know what they're actually doing. They don't want to look behind that curtain because if they do, they'll be held responsible for what they know. You know, right? Exactly. Oh, man, exactly. Man, exactly, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, there's a... We're in a time these days, and we're we're going far off the topic, and I'll, I'll make sure I get us back onto mm-hmm. it at the end of this. But we're in a time of these days, or we're in a time these days where people can select what truth they would like to believe and what facts um, are actually facts. Um, and and because we live in that kind of age, how can you trust even the president when he goes on TV? He says something, you're like, yo that dude's lying <laughs> like i wow. know he's lying and this is how i know he's lying but then 50 percent of people who listen to him say yeah. everything he said was true like wow. what like, that, i lose that, my mind like and i that's why I oh man that's a headbang that's what i call a headbang right there that's like you know I, dude it is he could say that the sun is out and it's 90 degrees outside and then you're looking around like man it's 10 o'clock at night and it's snowing, you know, and then you'll call someone, hey, man, you just say the president, yeah, I'm going to go outside and swim and drop. Wait a minute. <laughs> How can you believe what you, it, it, it baffles the hell out of me, man. And and, I, and like you, I've stopped talking to people, you know, just for the simple fact that you're not worth my headache. Yeah, exactly. Right, and, and like, I like I, I look like I had to stop Twitter for a little bit. I know. I don't know if you noticed, but like for a little bit, I've been, I've been quiet. Like I'm like, yo, y'all, yeah, y'all, big time killing tripping. me. Yeah. So I um I I had to stop. But to to go to take this back to the the whole theme of how we're gonna move forward. Um. And I don't want to end it with platitudes. There are policy points that people could get behind to do this. But and and speaking generally, as far as policy points are concerned, populism. I don't care if it's right wing, right wing or left wing. Populism is how um, things can change positively going forward. Um, a, a movement of people, whether you be a right leaning populace who um, bases their ideas on um, fiscal conservative um, things um, and or fiscal conservative policy uh, church based morality and um, a uniquely uh, nationalistic um, work policy or you're left leaning where you think of more uh, socially liberal socially accepting policy one where the government should be empowered um, to help the people as opposed um, to leaving people to do things on their own no matter which way you lean it has to be about the people and if you're not engaging in a politics or you're not electing leaders that are engaged in in a politics for the people then you're engaged in something that's ultimately to your detriment I don't care how much you like what they say I agree you need you the way you move forward is to find a politics for the people and until you have that i don't care if it's a pandemic an epidemic uh like i don't care if it's a war um or even the death of uh, some 
uh, despot in the middle of North Korea that leaves a power vacuum that threatens the entire Pacific uh, mm-hmm. Pacific theater. If you don't have a politics for the people, then the people are going to end up as fodder for whatever the government wants, whether it be a expansive war, um, a, a a workforce that's bled dry, um, small businesses that are left empty. We need a politics for the people to prevent those things. I do from agree. That's that's how we. Move. And, and it's the only logical way, you know. If it's not for the people, um, if you're not willing to invest in the people, like I said earlier, then you know you really are revealing who you are, you know, and, and your purpose. And it's it, like I said, it's disgusting, you know, to think that uh, you are willing to accept, you know, the deaths and the lives of of people just to feather your nest. Well, as effed up as you can get. Yeah, it really, it really is. It really is. So, like, I don't want to leave it on a like on on effed up <laughs> point. Um, so, let's uh, talk. Have some good stuff this week. We kind of went uh, went without some good stuff yeah. in the past yeah. couple. Um, so, uh, what would you say is your good? No, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, my good stuff. I was, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna go first, but my good stuff is, uh, it's kind of. Uh, then my wife, uh, I, I got a uh, PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation Four uh, last week, yeah. and um, and I used to be a really big into video games, you know, ten, twenty years ago, and um, kind of got away from it, uh, but. Um, Man, I'm having a time of my damn life. I've been I've enjoying this process and this journey me and my son are taking. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and beat the hell out of my wife with some centipede. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we play a lot of the old school games. But I did take your advice. And um, and I uh, I played the Spider-Man. I played the Uncharted. Um, and I really enjoy the Uncharted. Um I'm still doing my, uh, still on my tech and in my uh, Gods of War. I'm almost finished with Gods of War, and uh, I'm gonna go to the fourth one after that. But um, I just, I, I'm my good. If I had to sum up what my good is, it's the relaxation, um, the time that I'm spending with my wife playing games. Cause she's working, um, and she works. She's a nurse. She works in the healthcare field, and. Uh, she, it, it, it's taking a toll on our healthcare workers, you know. And um, yeah, she's never really she she does cross she's a crossword puzzle person, you know. She loves word games, so pulling her mm-hmm. and allowing her yeah. to to you know she can't hear me, so I'm going to say it. allowing her to beat me and checking, you know, every now and then. <laughs> it's probably let your wife win every now and then, little win, just just little win, and, you know. It's, it, it, it's better, <laughs> trust me. That you. So, but, yeah. So, but my good is just being able to spend time with her and um, just to release some frustration on the video games, man, and and just um, trying to stay, like I said at the beginning of this, um, cautiously optimistic about what what's what's going to happen going forward. So that's my good. What about you, son? 
Uh, my good is uh, kind of along the same vein. Like uh, I'm, I'm at home a lot more. Uh, well, every day um, because of the telework thing. Um, but it gives me a lot more time to do like projects that I've been wanting to do. Like I launched a YouTube channel um, that I like that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, I like and that that was an undertaking and like just uh, setting up the website um, for. Um, that like with a section in it for Dopio. So if you guys want to have one-stop access to Dopio, well, we have a website for that now, like where you can go to dantedakarai.com slash Dopio. And it talks, it has every show there with a summary of the show. So you can check out, hey, did I see that? Or did I listen to that? Or is this what I'm interested in? It's right there for you. So the website again. Uh, Dante Dakara, that's D O N T A E D A K A R A dot com slash dopio. Uh, so you can go there, you can see all the stuff that uh, that me and my dad have talked about on, on the show. Um, but also, it, it talks more about like life here in Japan and life under um, COVID 19 and things like that. But just having the time to work on your passion projects. Um, even on working on your craft, I've been doing a lot of these online classes to um, try to get become a more effective teacher. Um, I think any time where you're not in the battle, you need to be cleaning and preparing for the weapon. battle. And so, exactly. And so, the best way I can do that is by taking classes and 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 doing some engagement, like as far as talking to my students and things like that, um, albeit through distance. Um, so that's what I've been doing, and it's it's really been fulfilling. Um, I, I've I've been tired every night, like like I had been working all day because I have been working all day, just not, not in the classroom. Right. Um, yeah, and so I hope I hope that everyone is like I know that it's stressful, and I know that like you know people want to work and they need to work because of this, that, and the other. Like if you ha- if you have the time pick up a book yeah. pick up a project pick up some of your clothes and do some laundry kids yeah. who are listening like so like do something to better your life if only just a small thing play video yeah. games yeah. what have you um and it's and, it's, I, and it's I agree and that's great it's wonderful we we all should come out of this thing better than we did when we came in you know um we we need to yeah. do something to, to, because by bettering ourselves, you know, we're bettering the collective, you know, uh, and I, and I'm a firm believer. So, you know, good show as always. It's, it's, it's nice for us to agree for a change. (laughs) Yeah. Rare, rare, rare as it might be, it absolutely is. We may not come this way again, so, uh, to our listeners, please. Next week, it may be Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, use uh, a video reference. Yeah. So, but uh, it's it's been great. Yeah. So, um, I guess thank you guys for listening in. Um, again, if you want to check out the show notes, um, go to Dante com slash dopio. That's D O N T A E D A K A R A dot com slash dopio, um, and you'll have all our show notes there. Um, and please uh, subscribe to the podcast 
give us your comments, questions, and concerns, and we'll definitely address them in uh, yeah. our next show. Uh, that's us. We, re- we really appreciate you listening. Okay, All right. Peace, family. Y'all, y'all be safe out there. See ya. <laughs>